we accept the revenues on, on behalf of the, the publishers and some we don't, especially the, the big ones. So the three million is an estimation of the ones we don't as well. Uh, in June, we were uh, close to uh, 400,000. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Kian Graham. He's the founder and creator of a company called MonetizeMore.com, which empowers ad-monetized publishers. All right, uh, Kian, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Okay. So walk us through this. This is obviously in the ad tech space. Is it a SaaS platform or is it a different monetization strategy? It's a SaaS plus a service. So it's kind of like a combination. Okay. So help us really understand that over the past 12 months, if you add up all your revenue, what percent was SaaS versus service? It, it's uh, combined for most publishers. So it kind of breaks down. We have uh, starter publishers, which uh, resells a uh, demand source that is like the premium version of AdSense called uh, Ad Exchange. We have Pro where we sell an auction technology. And then we have Premium, which is a white glove service. And this is all intertwined with our reporting platform called PubGuru that gives them the deep stats to help them uh, dig in and uh, come up with a new ad optimization for their ad inventories. So again, if you look at all your revenue over the past 12 months, what percent of that revenue would you say was SaaS? Uh, th- that would, uh, with a SaaS combined, it, it, that would be about uh, over 95%. Oh, got it. So 95% SaaS with a little bit of service. Yeah. I see. Okay. Describe one of the customers that pays you. Can you name one? Uh, yeah. Like uh, one, one of them, uh, boardpanda.com, uh, Lifehack. Uh, we're, we're big and growing in uh, the LATAM region. So we have a lot of uh, big Brazilian pubs, for example. Uh, and we typically focus on the, the premium end. That's a, kind of a, a difference versus our competitors. We go for the larger, more sophisticated publishers. So boardpanda.com, again, big publisher, art, photography, animals, funny, featured, all this stuff. Are they a LATAM-focused company? Uh, no, they, they have traffic from all over the world. They're okay. based in Europe. So how do they walk us through? They sign up with you guys. How do you help them? So uh, before uh, they were running Google AdSense to monetize their ad inventory. And then uh, we started working with them. We replaced their technology with our auction technology. And rather than Google just uh, competing for their ad inventory, we 
created this auction where Google competes against Facebook, Amazon, Index Exchange, all these different bidders. Our technology chooses the highest bidder and uh, places the advertiser in the ad placement. And we do that for you know hundreds of millions, sometimes billions of ad impressions, and that creates a large revenue increases. And we take a revenue share of that. I see. And and is the rev share the five percent of your business that you call service, or the rev share is the SaaS part of the business? It's the SaaS part of the business. I see. Okay, interesting. So just to be clear, monetize more helps publishers like Board Panda pit Google against Facebook against other sort of platforms in terms of helping them get the best CPC or CPM. Yep. Interesting. Okay. And so I guess give us some context here. What year did you launch the company in? Uh, sorry? When did you launch the company? What year? Uh, 2010. 2010. Okay. And then did you bootstrap or decide to raise? Bootstrap from the beginning. Bootstrap. Love that, man. Very cool. Yeah. And what's the team size today? How many folks? Uh, over 160. Okay. 160 people spread out through the world or what, what do they look like? Yeah. All over the world. hundred uh, percent remote. hundred percent remote. Interesting. So, I mean, what is that like? Were you remote before COVID or you just went remote? Uh, we were always remote. The division from the beginning was to grow remote. It was me for the first three years. And the, the reason I started the business was to live a location and schedule free lifestyle. That's a good way to live it. Uh, how many engineers are on the team? Uh, about 25. 25. So what, what do the rest of the folks do? What do the other 120 do? Uh, a lot of the others are in ad optimization, kind of like uh, customer success, uh, working directly with them, you know, uh, account reps, uh, doing ad optimization for them, uh, helping them with their in-house ad operations teams to make sure that they get the most out of our technology and ultimately hit their ad revenue goals. And Kian, do you have any quota carrying sales reps or no? Uh, we have uh, sales reps. Uh, however, it's based on commissions. There's no OTEs. Got it. Got it. So it's there is no full-time salary. It's all based on commission. Uh, there's full-time salaries uh, plus commission. Oh, there is. Okay. So how many, how many sales reps do you have where there are commission components? Uh, we have five. Five. Okay. Walk us through that process for a second. How do you make sure that you fill their calendars with, with hot leads? Well, so we, uh, one of our biggest competitive advantages is our content marketing. And we get uh, over 95% of our leads from inbound. So we have a very active blog. Uh, we have a lot of evergreen uh, pillar posts. And uh, you know, the, the traffic's coming in. We have, we're very active on social media. We're answering questions on forums. Uh, we have an active YouTube channel. And uh, we're, we're getting uh, constant leads and we're hitting new records actually recently these months in terms of the sellable leads that are coming in. How many? Uh, it, last month we were 160. And uh, that's out of a total amount of leads of over 500. So we're rejecting most of them because we're on the premium end and we reject for traffic reasons, uh, for uh, policy, traffic quality, all that. We're very picky. Um, ignore the other components except just traffic volume. How many, how much volume does a blog have to have? Well, first of all, sorry, are you selling to the, yeah, the blog is who's paying you. The blog is paying you a percent of the revenue increase that you drive. Is that right? Exactly. Okay. Not total ad spend, just only a percent of what you increase over the baseline. For, for some, yes. Uh, for others, it's their programmatic revenues, which is their unsold ad inventory, what they don't sell directly. 
I see. Okay. So you, you, of the 500 leads that come in, you only picked 160 to sort of work with. What's the traffic cutoff? What's the minimum traffic a site has to have to work with you? So for starter, it's uh, half, a, half a million page views per month. For professional, that's uh, 10 million page views per month. And for premium, it's 20 million page views per month. Okay. And I imagine each of those plans, you take a lower and lower percentage of the programmatic revenue? Uh, typically, the baseline is between 15 and 20%. Uh, in ad tech, things are negotiable. So uh, the larger track volume makes it more negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. How do you... So like... We had Bill Wise on with 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 Media Ocean, right? And one of the things he told me is he feels like he's got a massive advantage because of the amount of volume he works with. He can really charge like a low, low, low percentage because of volume. And there's a lot of people that are bringing these sorts of teams in-house to do ads because of this sort of ad tax where there's platforms like you that sit in the middle. Now, to be fair, I've heard of other founders where they're charging way more than 15 to 20% sitting in the middle. So I would say that you're pretty competitive there. But how do you think about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, some really push on the the revenue share side. Uh, you know, negotiation is really important in our industry. However, you know, we compete with quality. You know, uh, I, I've I spoke about our auction technology, our reporting platform. We have other tools that are not uh, offered by our competitors, and that's really what we bring to the table: is that quality. We're a product led business, and uh, you know, we want to compete on quality rather than price. I think that makes good sense. And so how many of these publishers, how many of these customers are you working with now today? Uh, over 300. 300, wow, okay, got it. So yeah. so just to fill out earlier, when you said you had 500 sellable leads come in and 160 qualified, was that in like June or what was the time those came in? That was last month, yeah. In, in June. June, okay. And so of the 160, using your sales reps, about how many will you close converting to new customers? Uh, of those, uh, we had a sell through of, uh, 26%. So that would give yeah about like 40. Yeah. 40 new customers. That's great. Okay. Wow. So you really grew your customer base a ton in June. I mean, th- you went from 260 to 300 customers. Yeah. Th- things are really popping. It, it might be pandemic and the, the pie definitely shrunk during the pandemic. However, uh, we've really hit our stride. We, we kind of had a big kind of growth mark in Q4, which continued into 2020. Why did growth shrink? When, when, for example, Target have to spend more money to drive clicks to their e-commerce brand since they can't rely on foot traffic anymore? There's aspects of that. But overall, like uh, in programmatic, a lot of them are big brand advertisers that really kind of slash their display advertising funds. And uh, overall, when the ad spend pie shrinks, that means, uh, you know, there, there's less money for overall for publishers to, to earn. So the... Uh, RPMs, which you which uh, you call CPMs, so the revenue per thousand uh, ad impressions, those uh, decreased overall starting in the middle of March. I, I see. Okay, and give me a sense of volume you're processing. So in June, how much ad spend went through your platform? Uh, overall, uh, in June uh, there was uh, uh, about three million. About three million. Okay, great. So how do you? I mean. How do you get like 3 million? How do you turn that into 10 million and 30 million? Is that like, how do you, exp- let's just say you can't add any new customers. You can only expand accounts. H- how do you get a larger portion of the inventory from these publishers? And how do you win that inventory over from them using, you know, and selling it direct via Google? Yeah. Well, typically what happens, especially with the large publishers, is they only want to start a little bit. 
right? They want to do like a, a split test to see if you can outperform what they're currently running. So they'll start you at 10%. And then once you kind of prove that you can make them more money, then they'll expand you more and more. So it's about winning those split tests. Sometimes we're doing split tests against competitors. So it's about winning these split tests. It's about having very efficient technology. So we're not slowing down the page. You know, it has to be SEO friendly. Uh, it's about having these other upsell tools. Like, for example, an, another tool that we recently launched is called Traffic Cop. And it uh, detects and blocks invalid traffic. So it prevents these publishers from getting banned by, say, Google AdSense and losing all their unpaid ad revenues overnight. Don't some of these publishers, though, intentionally use some of these bots themselves to drive more clicks to their sites, specifically so they can monetize more? Yes, uh, some of it is pump induced. And uh, we have to be, you know, kind of investigators to make sure we separate the ones who are genuine versus the ones or not. And uh, our traffic cop tool is part of that. Uh, we've also come up with other type of violations uh, that publishers can do on purpose, like uh, we call it ad setup uh, policy violations. And it's things like hiding ads off the page, uh, refreshing ads very aggressively, things like that. So we, ha- we have technology that can now detect it and provide that information to the publishers. And then there's, there's certain things that we see that we know that is pub induced and we deal with it accordingly because, uh, it's, uh, it can get pretty nasty and we don't want to hurt our partnerships with Google and, uh, all the other ad networks. So I land in ink and they autoplay a video in the footer, which I'm never going to scroll down and see. Does that count as an impression or not? Uh, that is an ad impression. We do uh, tend to stay away from the video, video sticky ads. Uh, they're very intrusive and, you know, they're kind of more short-term thinking. We're more of a long-term, uh, you know, uh, bootstrap company that uh, wants to go with less intrusive ads that you have, you know, you continue to grow your traffic and, and get return traffic. So uh, we, we stick with the uh, less intrusive ads. Three million through your platform in June 2020. So last month, across 300 publishers that are using you, if you take, again, between 15 and 20%, 20% of 3 million would be about $600,000 in revenue to the company in June. Is that accurate? Uh, no, so uh, when I say 3 million, because we, we accept the revenues on, on behalf of the, the publishers and some we don't, especially the, the big ones. So the 3 million is an estimation of the ones we don't as well. Uh, in June, we were uh, close to uh, 400,000. Okay, got it. So, 400, so got it. So on 3 million going through your platform, whether you know you recognize it or not, uh, you, you still made about 400,000 bucks so that you could reinvest in your engineering, grow your team, support everybody and keep building new tools like this traffic tool. Yep, exactly. We're, we're pouring in a lot of resources into our engineering team to have the best product in the ad tech industry. That's great. Okay. So, so as you think about growing the company over the next 12 months, is it going to be more of a strategy of winning more business from current customers, winning more of these A-B tests, right? Or is it going to be go, you just mentioned record record month in June, 40 new customers. It's going to be adding new customers altogether. Yeah. So that, that keeps on flowing in. Uh, we're still going to be winning from that. But the big strategy is enterprise. We want to go for the big boys. You know, we're talking top 1,000 ad monetized publishers. Our, our BHAG, is to have 25% market share of the top 1,000 ad monetized publishers. And we're building solutions that are better fit for these enterprise publishers that are very sophisticated and need to be approached in a different way. 
And so help me under, so, for, so people are going, okay, I wonder if, I wonder if Kian can execute that. They're going to think, well, okay, well, what has he grown at historically? So if you're doing call it 300, 400 grand a month today, what were you doing a year ago? Do you remember? Uh, a year ago we were at, uh, I, I, for June, it was around 225. So you still even have growth, even though sort of COVID has, you know, you know, just shocked the world. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've grown despite COVID in Q1. We were at uh, close to uh, around double uh, revenue growth. Uh, it slowed down a bit for the pandemic, but we're still rolling along and uh, still have that momentum from uh, the uh, growth back in Q4. Besides your SEO strategy, you mentioned your YouTube channel. Are there any other channels you're using to drive growth? Again, you had 500 leads come in in June alone. We, we also have a free Chrome extension called PubGuru Ad Inspector. And what it allows publishers to do is uh, they'll run it on their actual site that is ad monetized and it'll crawl the whole page, find any errors, any warnings, any revenue opportunities, and it'll make very specific recommendations for their site to realize those opportunities or fix those errors. There's actionables of how to fix each one of those. And uh, some of those are natural upsells to our products, right? We detect they're not uh, running any IVT detection then we will upsell traffic cop. If they're not running any uh, auction uh, monetization, which you call a uh, header bidding, then we'll recommend PubGuru header bidding. There's a lot of natural upsells within there that we've also been getting a lot of leads from. And the, the audience that's running PubGuru and Inspector has been growing consistently week to week. So when you add up all of these sort of strategies to bring customers in, right, these great mousetraps, what would you say that your CAC is to acquire a new customer where you're making, you know, a grand a month from them? Yeah. So because we're mostly inbound, uh, when we calculate CAC, we include all our fixed costs of the whole marketing department. And that comes to $150. That's great. Yeah. So many CEOs don't do that because they want the CAC to look the best. But the what I say is, listen, do like fully weighted CAC. Take all your expenses last month and divide by all your new customers. That's your worst case CAC. And then you can do a version that's only your marketing team. And then you can do also do a version that's like only your paid spend, for example. But you choose to use just all marketing, salaries, expenses, support of a Chrome extension, all marketing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We even cut up Slack, all that. Uh, it's definitely worst case. Well, 150 bucks to get a new customer and they're, you know, you're making on average across 300 customers about a, what is that? 1300, 1400 bucks per month on average per customer. The math works. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're quite profitable. And, uh, you know, we, we, we have a conservative growth we you know, we're doing the long play, but, uh, you know, we're, we're turning it up as we grow to, to more aggressively go for, especially these large publishers. So how do you think about this as a personal, do you own the majority of the company? Or are you a hundred percent owner? A hundred percent base equity. What does that mean? Uh, we have stock options for our executives. Oh, got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you, okay. So you have hundred percent base. Yeah, that's what I meant. So you, you could really choose to do whatever you want to do with the company. So you could launch a plan where profits are distributed out as dividends. You can just let profits, you know, pile up in the bank account. You could pay profits out to this, you know, the executive. I mean, how do you choose to handle profits as a bootstrap founder with full control? Yeah. So right now uh, we're keeping it within, in, within the company. You know, there's a lot of reinvestment. One of the ways that we re reinvest our profits is uh, we buy content websites that are ad monetized apply our technology, uh, and then we increase the ad revenues immediately. Uh, and we get, you know, the full increase rather than a percentage of the increase. And we have a growth hacking team that also increases the traffic. So that's been a really nice return. 
in terms of dividends, you know, I've never taken dividends for myself. You know, I, I live uh, pretty frugally and happily uh, as a you know, kind of nomad entrepreneur that travels around the world. As we see the, the Christmas lights hung above your window behind you with sort of, you know, uh, you know, homemade curtains, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm from a small town, so I'm, I'm happy with a simple life. I love that. And on 400,000 bucks in, in sort of top line revenue each month, I mean, how much are you taking to the bottom line, would you say, before you go spend money on acquisitions? Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to disclose uh, the bottom line stuff, but... Uh, yeah, we, we've been profitable every year, uh, all, all, every one of our 10 years. And I, I can say that um, this year we're on track to be the most profitable we've ever been. Congrats. That's great. Last question here before we wrap up. What's churn look like? And I imagine you probably measure churn by, you know, if someone decreases the amount of spend through you, it's obviously revenue churn. If they leave you completely, it's full churn. So how, how would you measure churn? Yeah, so uh, we have revenue churn and customer churn. Uh uh, revenue churn, we measure that as, you know, the, the publisher goes down to zero for uh, 60 days. And uh, that is 2.25% uh, per month so far this year. But keep in mind, uh, we had a big one in March. Uh, we had 10% churn in March. So, you know, that one heard that kind of increased it. Usually it's close to the 1%. Our customer churn is 1.2% per month so far this got year. Got it. Yeah, so you've got about 20% churn basically on a logo and revenue basis annually. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Interesting. That's great. Very cool. Let's wrap up here. Uh, Keen with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Never split the difference. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Russell Brunson, another bootstrapper. I love that guy. Uh, and you're great too. I love, I love, there's this flock of entrepreneurs. Like no one really knows about, I'm doing my best to try and get you guys out in the public more. So people can realize there's another way to do it. You don't have to be like VC, you don't have to chase a billion dollar valuation. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Google drive. We heavily use it, all the different tools and we apply a lot of automation. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Around eight hours. And situation, married, single kids? Newly single. Newly single. There you go, guys. Listen up. Newly single. And Kian, any kids Any kids running around or no? Nope. All right. And uh, how old are you? I'm 34. 34. Last question. What do you wish you knew when you were 20? To hire my CTO about two years earlier than I did. <laughs> guys, there you have it. Monetize more serving 300 publishers right now as their customers. Those publishers put 3 million in terms of ad spend earned through their platform, of which Kian made $400,000 in top line revenue just in June from that. So the company is doing north of called a four or $5 million run rate in terms of revenues, all bootstrapped, which you love and highly profitable. He uses profits to go buy other content websites and run them internally with his growth hacking team. They've got a total team of about 160, 25 engineers as they look to continue to scale with healthy economics, 150 bucks to get a new customer payback, obviously less than a month there. Kian, thank, congrats on the growth. Thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you so much.